Thought Bubble Audio. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk to you about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. My name is Frank, and I am grateful to be joined, as always, by my good friend, Tim. Hello, Frank. And Vietnam, apparently. Evidently. Evidently. I think that is a good movie, and... You I think? Just wanted to, I just wanted. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Hmm. Um, I just like for some reason, just good morning Vietnam. No, I, I got the, I got the vibes. I got the vibes. That's, that's cool. cool. I'm that's that. good. It's because you didn't start the show with the theme song when we started recording, mm-hmm. um, and so I had to come up with my own in my head, and it just went in that direction. Frank, none of this is really important. We're here to talk about Supergirl, and the rest of the information I will fill in later. Um, <laughs> yes, we will get to the vital stats eventually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's good let's, to be back alongside you, my friend. Uh, as, always, as always, let's let us open up that mailbag, shall we? Please do. I got to haul it up off the shelf. Oh, wait. Oh, no. This is Christmas presents. Sorry. Got to go. Uh, and yeah. Uh, nope. This is packing peanuts. I don't really need that one. Mm. Oh, it's on the floor over here. That's why I couldn't find it. <laughs> there I got you go. Mail. You found it. That's the right one. Thank mm-hmm. you for that. Uh, what we got I went to mime school. Did you know yeah, that? did you? Yeah, she, I was really bad at it because yeah. I kept making sounds like the ones. I was yeah, playing. you should get your money back. <laughs> yeah. it's, not, it's not their fault. They tried. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure they did, but you know, mm. well, intent versus impact, I guess. Anyway, uh, let's talk about the emails that we got from our listeners at mail at supergirltvtalk.com. We got. Uh, a, a couple messages, actually, from our friend Daryl, who has uh, been a longtime listener. Mm-hmm. Daryl uh, points out a couple of things. I'm just going to sort of uh, rattle them off here. First of all, Lena's birthplace was changed from Ireland to, to Newfoundland. Okay, wait. So she was born in Ireland originally, but now it's Newfoundland? Now it's Newfoundland. You know why? Because they're filming in Canada, and and Canada's cold. And it looks more like that than Ireland, so they were like, "Let's just let's just we'll just go with that." Trees and mountains. Let's do it. Let's just do that. Yeah, no, it's true. Uh, he goes on to say, uh, "Kara is definitely mentoring Nia. She has the the same naivete, and they are only now realizing Nia's struggle should have already come." I think this is an interesting point. Like they are, uh, and by they, I think he means sort of the, the writers and, and production are realizing that Nia. Came on the scene and 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 we've been with her for a couple of seasons now, but they're sort of backfilling a kind of struggle that maybe she could have had before she came out as a hero on on the scene. Um, and I I, I I agree with that. So the problem is they're doing it now in the final season. Um, and I I can definitely I can definitely see that. Um, yes and no. Actually, I will I I will say that I could and do disagree in that sometimes things that we bury are not always problems because we're focusing on something new or something different. Okay. Or something like, and now that she's settled, these older things are kind of coming back, and that's why she's having these issues, because she's no longer able to distract herself with other things, and, and her past is just kind of catching up to her now. That is a very valid point. That is a very valid point, that once things get settled, those those um, skeletons in your closet maybe bubble back to the surface. 
Mm -hmm. um, when you're not distracted by other things that are going on. Yeah. Yeah. It is weird that you do have a liquid floor in your closet for things to bubble up, but, you know. Yep. But that's just, you know, that's how you keep the skeletons uh, at at bay. It's it's, Mm -hmm. it's science. With an actual bay inside your closet. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, I used to live in the Bay State. So, and then um, finally, um, we've got uh, the last note from Daryl, which is that today, as we record this, uh, today, uh, September 9th, is Julie Gonzalo's birthday. So happy birthday hey. to our very own Andrea Rojas uh, on Supergirl. Um, I doubt you're listening. But if you are, happy birthday, Julie. Happy birthday. Uh, that is it for the mailbag for this week. Thank you to everyone who emails us at mail at SupergirlTVTalk.com. You know, as we head into this final, well, we're in the final season, but as we head into the final stretch of the final season, I would really love to do an episode, um, you know, at the end of the, of the season of, um, you know, voicemails from our, from, from our listeners, from frequent listeners. I, I, we've got a lot of folks who have emailed us over the years and who I know, um, check in with us every once in a while. I would love, you know, send us a voice memo, like just, just open up your, your phone, uh, voice memo app and, and email us, um, whatever you have to say. I, I would love to hear from, from you all mail at supergirl tv talk.com and we'll sort of compile them at the end of the end of the season um as a you know some kind of a finale special i haven't figured out exactly where they'll go yet but i would love to hear from you and if enough folks send them in um we'll absolutely absolutely want to um include all your voices on the show in, in some way so um if you have thoughts on the end of of the show the end of the podcast whatever it might be Email us your voice memos at mail at com. Very nice. That's a great idea. Creating work for yourself. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I'll regret that. Anyway, um, <laughs> Tim, what are the vital stats for this? The vital stats episode? are these. My blood pressure is 16 over 120. Wow. And That's um, not, that's okay. That's a little low. That's easy. Yeah, okay. I don't know. I'm just making numbers up. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Is that bad? Is uh, that bad? I mean, do, I'm, do, do, do. I'm, I'm not a nurse. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's just true. You're not. But this is episode 10 of season six, the final season. Episode title, Still I Rise. And Still I Rise is a poem by Maya Angelou. Be still like dust, I'll rise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Pumping in my living room, just like moons and sun. Um, you know, with certainty of tides, blah, blah, blah. It's actually kind of long. I don't want to read the whole thing on this podcast, but I rise, I rise, I rise. So I'd assume that is the, the like, reference, the reference. Um, this is what you get for having an English teacher on this show. You have to talk about, <laughs> this is what I get. Yeah. <laughs> you have to talk about poetry. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, okay. anyway, <laughs> I love that. Uh, I do too. I it's wonderful. I I think it actually fits the I th- it fits what happened in the episode really well. Um written uh anyway, story by Jess Cardos, tell play by Nikki Holcomb and Jen Troy. This episode was directed by Jesse Warren. We give it a fine out of 10. Mm. It uh, maybe was not the greatest episode the show's ever put out, but it certainly wasn't the worst. Yeah, I, I still say I re- I do like it when they go after these social issues in, in in this way, and I would I would still take a maybe a somewhat heavy handed episode that is about something that matters 
Um, I would take that over an episode that is maybe not as creative and about something that doesn't that doesn't really matter or doesn't really tell a totally like meaningful story this really talks about something that that does really matter and they they touch on a lot of issues but um, i agree i actually think that there's a lot it's going to be one of those episodes where like we're like oh it actually is better than we originally yeah i think you're right i think you're right i think this is setting up quite a few things actually yeah 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 and we'll, we'll get to it as we go but let's start with that was a good bit everyone's section i don't know if it's your favorite or not i don't want to label anything um so that was a good bit uh i i kept coming back in the episode i loved the psa oh my gosh and uh, so funny it was the so, flag waving in the background the flag waving the, the show's actual theme music playing behind it yeah yeah Kara's face every time brainy said oh, anything melissa absolutely like that was a master class the the way that she was doing that, like the just very uncomfortable, like get me out of here, uh, facial reactions were just perfect. So perfect. it tot it totally reminded me of the uh, the Captain America videos from yes. Spider Man Homecoming. Like, so you landed in detention. Yes, like, that's oh, kind of what it felt like to me. Very much um, so. Very very much so. So fun. Kept coming back. Loved it. I love. Yeah, kept coming back, and and she hated it every time someone brought it up, and it was like a new yeah. angle of it every time, a new, a new. Uh, uh, yeah, someone had a different take on it every time, and she just hated it. it was so uncomfortable every time. And I love that when she says like, "Can't we do something about like more meaningful issues?" And that the issues that she brings up specifically are mental health and the welfare system, like so specific. And I love it that those are the things yeah. that are on her mind. Yeah, which is great because that. Well, I mean, like obviously she's already working with Orlando and Joey and stuff like that, so you know, like her mind is geared in that yeah. direction. It wasn't like if only like I had a million dollars and somebody with a briefcase of a million dollars walks in. It wasn't a little like it could have yeah, been like yeah, that, but it wasn't. Um, this is uh, this I thought was really cool. So I, Kelly and Alex training. But I loved the reference to the Supergirl training from season one, which is like, oh, she made me fight blindfolded in a like a kryptonite case. Yes, like that. W it almost like bra brings me back uh, back when the back when the DEO was in a cave uh, for reasons. Remember the CBS money? Yeah. We used to have. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, although uh, truthfully, I think the show improved when it went to the went to the CW. Actually, so I'm not. I'm I not saying like season yeah. one was the best. I don't think it was. However, I like that. I just because it transferred networks, it always feels like they just want you to forget season one. So whenever they do bring it up, it is a nice reminder they actually don't want you to forget season That's one. That's right. Continuity. Exactly. You go. You go. Yeah, uh, I love that. I, I I I love when she shows up at rab at the the, the rab lab um, i think it, i think it's raw because it's two a's oh okay or rabe i send i send i send broccoli rob um <laughs> i um yeah no I, I i love when she breaks through the glass to, to get in it was such a like classic superman supergirl type of entrance to make like busting through a wall or something it just it just it hit me as one of those things that i just i, I love i nerd out as a fan of of the of the franchise. That's great. I'll, great, great choice. It was a good bit. Yeah, it was a good bit. Um, I love William, William, William experimenting with almond flour and wanting Carr's opinion. It's like the middle of the workday. He's walking around with scones on a plate. He's like, Carr, I've been experimenting with almond flour. Here, try my gluten-free really like, baking. Yeah, I just... 
That's so fun. But I like that he goes to her because he's like, you have very strong opinions about food. Yes. And so you will give me what you will actually give me whether it's good or bad instead of the. Oh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I like it. No, like she takes a bite absentmindedly and she's like, wow, that's good. Yeah. I love that's I classic. I classic. Love, I love that he knows she's the one that she that he can he can count on for that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I I love Supergirl debating the councilwoman and like holding her own in that debate. Like like not just sort of. I feel like typically you'll see Superman show up at a uh, and 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 talk to the the government figure and they're like oh hi superman wow of course if superman says so then then yes absolutely like that's something you know you would have seen george reeves like show up and the mayor would be like oh yes superman said this so it's true but i love the like having the debate and her actually holding her own knowing the issues knowing the the statistics of like how recidivism rates uh what the impact that that has on on the community that that when you give people a, a leg up that it actually improves their chances of uh, of not falling back into uh, into crime, like mm-hmm. I love that she n- was knowledgeable on the subject and held her own in a debate with a, with a, uh, an elected official. And while that that initial debate, the the councilwoman didn't listen to her. Um, I love that they portrayed her as being like, no, I know my stuff. I know what I'm talking about here. I'm not just sort of blindly saying, uh, oh, this is not this is right because it's. I don't know, vaguely being nice to people and, and nothing else. Like, it's like, no, this is actually is good for the community in significant documented ways. You know, sure. I actually really did. I did like that as well. And we'll talk about this a bit later. But I did think that she came off really condescending. Oh, interesting. Like in in that debate. And like, I was like, I like I'm on her side. Like, it's true. Like what she's saying but I was like, maybe it's like the Supergirl stance, you know, like hands on hips and whatever else. And so, she, you know, like, you know, mm. statistically, you're wrong, mm-hmm. you know, and like that. I was like, no wonder they didn't listen to you like that. Come, like it came across terrible. Well, and that was kind of, I think, part of the lesson of the episode is that like just stats aren't enough. Right. It's about experiences. Right. Yeah. And and not only we'll actually talk. Actually, we'll talk about this. It flips into my good bit. The when Supergirl's doing the social media burst thing, um, and the woman is like, "You're always telling everybody that it's all about hope and blah blah blah." But how am I supposed to have hope? And she's like, "I oh, can't help you. I got an emergency." Yes. Um, so, which she did, but um, but I like that. Like they're like, "Hey, like hope is nice, but." What else you got? Yeah. And they're not even like necessarily asking her to solve their issue for them. They're just simply saying like what you what your brand is, is not is just not enough because there isn't enough like it's not an election. My life's not an election campaign. You can't right. be like hope for the future. And you're like, Woo! like you got to actually do the work. Um, And I really like that. It, she has a hard time not doing the work herself or she like like asking for help and that's always kind of been her struggle through all of these seasons um and i like that she kind of came to it on her own in this in this yes. episode yes very much so very much so i have a couple of more good bits but but yours are are um chronologically before mine so do you want to do you want to oh sure keep moving through yeah i would um i thought that uh i thought that when orlando stood up in the the meeting and right and uh to um oh shoot what's her name rankin Rankin. yes uh Uh, and and he's like councilwoman you don't know me but i'm one of your constituents 
I thought that was just a slap in the face, huh. and I loved it because, like, you should know me, which is impossible, right? Not every council person like can know everybody that they're serving, right? But right. but this lady clearly doesn't know any of her constituents mm. at all. Mm-hmm. She has no idea the people that she's actually elected to serve. And so for him to stand up like, you don't know me, but like you're supposed to be protecting me. Mm-hmm. Like, I just thought that was just one of the best things that the show's ever done. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, what a slap in the face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I love Jean and Supergirl phasing down together to the device. I just like when powers get utilized for two people in one phase. Yeah. It's like, we're going to fly and phase at the same time. There That's we go. Great. Yeah. Um, he did that with, with, uh, with the others, too. I think he did it with, uh, with Kelly and maybe not Kelly, but definitely with Alex. Uh, it was Alex and Brainy or Alex and Kelly. But, yeah, he, I, I love that. I, I don't remember how often we've seen that with him like phasing multiple people, but I love seeing it. I don't know. That's good training. Good training. It's all happening. Uh, I also really liked um, Kelly using the corkboard to save Rankin from the glass. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. It fits into one of the themes. But I just thought the movement of it, the the, kind of the choreography of the fight in effect was was really cool. And quick thinking from Kelly because she's a cool person. Given that Guardian's primary uh, thing is a shield. Yes, yeah. exactly. She grabbed the corkboard off the wall and used it as a shield. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Because she guards people. Because uh-huh. she's the guardian. That's it. It's good. It is good stuff. Do, do good. your last bit. Oh, man. Bit, they should bit, have this. a thing called shield. Wait. Wait, no. Mm-hmm. You talk about that that cop show on FX back Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. I got you. Yeah, there's yep. no other one. No, no. That's it. That's the only one. Uh, yeah, I love when Orlando says, like, see us. You're voting on our, our lives. You're voting on our families. See us. Like, mm-hmm. that was such a, like, that, that whole monologue. But that that's what, that line really hit me. Like, these are real people who were affected by decisions like this. And she's talking about, like, well, it's going to bring in new business. And it's going to be great for the community. And it's like, that may be true to a point. But, like, the community is real people and real families. And, like, you're talking about displacing some people to bring in other people. And and yeah, Mayor Giuliani, or I don't know, but actually, <laughs> well, well, yes, yeah, like kind of, a, yeah. yeah, and and like any anytime you're talking about, um, anytime you're talking about, um, gentrification, which I'm I'm mm-hmm. glad that like super called that out, like that's you're talking about, we're just gonna swap out these people for these much more desirable people, um, mm-hmm. which is messed up because it's still people and they have homes that's and right. they have families and they have communities and you know you can't just. Disrupt that. Um, I also love when Kara says um, the formerly incarcerated are members of the community, too. And your council agrees they deserve a, a second chance. Like even at the end, uh, Rankin is still sort of like, well, you won this round. But next time I'll no." And, and Supergirl sort of like that's what we're, we're talking about people. And that's what I think the show mm-hmm. has done really well is that, yes, they're not subtle about it, but they're also not trying to be subtle. They're trying to get across like this point that like. This is a real issue that affects real people, and and if you care about superheroes, and then then you should care about you should care about real people and not just mm-hmm. fake characters. And then finally, at the very very end, I I, I knew we were seeing Mikhaspitalik at some point this season. I didn't know how soon it would be, and I was so happy to see Tom Lennon show up at the end of this episode as Mixie. Yep, I agree. I I put the synopsis in our notes 
like a minute before he showed up. Ah. And so I was like, ah, foiled, Spoilers. foiled, foiled by my own multitasking. Ah. So I uh, yeah, I'm super, um, super excited to see him again as well. And so, I mean, we only have 10 episodes left, so yeah. it's not like, you know, we have much time to waste here, but, uh, um, it, great to see him. All right. Uh, there are no professor comics corner this episode. So let's skip to why was that a decision? This is really small, but it kind of bugged me. Nixley and Mitch, the um, you know the menagerie hel- helper hand person uh, assistant who is no longer blue because who wants to sit and make up for that long? Yeah, right. Um, shouldn't know what the Trojan horse is. Where she Nixley like turns around to me, she's like, "It's a Trojan horse. You're an imp from the fifth dimension, and he's from another galaxy. Neither of you are interested in Earth culture in the slightest." So why do you know what the Trojan horse is? That's that true. is just so poor to me. Like you could have said anything in that moment. You didn't have to say Trojan horse. You're making an allusion to a very particular point in human history and a very important human story. And you happen to both be like, yeah, of course, Trojan. I horse. get the reference. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I get that. I got that reference. I understood that reference. I understood the reference. Yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't notice that until you pointed it out. But it, it is true. Like, because Mitch doesn't show any knowledge of human or of Earth history at all. So, like, it, I don't know why he would get it, and I don't know why Nixley why would, make Nixley would even make the reference in the first place. Right. right. None, none of that made sense to me. So. Good catch. Uh, Whatever. It's just, yeah. I'd almost prefer them to be like, oh, what is this earth culture thing? Yes. <laughs> and you're like, it's a soda can. A soda can. That's almost better. <laughs> because, like, that's really not what people do either. But at least you're like, I don't know what this is. Right. Like, yeah, it's stupid. Um, I had two brainy quotes of the week. I don't know if you had if you had any. I had one um, and you, you, you touched on it here. Oh, is it nobody touch my chair? Nobody touch my chair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, right before their ship showed right before the ship showed up and they were like, Chip showed up. That's hard to say. Mm. That's but also fun. Francisco. That's fun to say. <laughs> um Um when he said nobody nobody touch my chair and uh before that and I was like, Oh no, how are they gonna get off the building? And I was like, use the ship. Like yeah. what happened to that? Don't you have that? And then it showed up, I was like, Yeah forward thinking they did use the ship like yeah so um i enjoyed that nobody touched my chair i also like this is not really a fun thing but i thought it was a true thing that the fight for systemic change feels never ending but i will always be beside you every step of the way i thought that was very lovely comment from brainy yeah uh, along with um kind of the kind of like a thesis of their story the never-ending fight for justice yes um and it's just you know never ending like what good have we accomplished and like well think of all the lives you saved you know that whole yeah yeah exactly spiel exactly yeah yeah and it it just it was a nice button on their their conversation from earlier in the episode where he was talking about you know the healthy eating psa and he sort of comes around to like okay yeah there there are there are maybe more you know bigger hairier more controversial things that we can tackle and i'm i'll 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 do it with you i'll be along there with you Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely so let's move on to story time village shall we let's do it all right let's start with the abuse and limits of power from within and without because you know it's a short one 
Councilwoman Rankin, who, according to Kelly, might be the worst person in the world. Mm. Um, I, she's pretty terrible, but I think there are worse people out there. Um, like, we've met Lex Luthor. Like, I'm sorry. True. You can't say yes. that Ca- Councilwoman Rankin is the worst person in the world. We've definitely met worse. Um, but anyway, so she's more interested in the GOP than she is in people. Uh, the GDP. GDP, not the GOP. Because yeah, right. money. She was all about, yeah, it's going to be good for the economy. if, if Yeah, we have more gross like- domestic product. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and she's... It's more middle class, middle upper class, wealthy elite. That's what she's interested in instead of the people that actually need support. Like, I hate to break it to you. Like, people people are upper to middle class and, like, wealthy elite because they don't really need your help at right. that you know like they're they'll be okay without one more starbucks in right. another neighborhood and in this um, particular case where you have people who are actually in ve- living real there need yeah and they live right. there and they're and they're needy and you instead say well it'd be yeah, I, I could just kick them out and help somebody else instead like you, i guess you're helping somebody but like help the person who needs the help not you know, like not the person that doesn't really need the help. You're just, but that that is the tricky part with gentrification because, like, it does create jobs. It does, and it does, it, it does. does clean it. Like, so no, it's not all bad, but only in the event that like you're not displacing people who right. also need homes. Yes, like you're just like it's like kind of the equivalent of like, oh, I got to clean, so you throw your laundry underneath your bed. Mm-hmm. Like you haven't really cleaned. You've just condensed. Yeah. And now you have to re-clean those clothes right, right. because instead of just putting them away like you should have, now they're under your bed and they're dusty because you didn't dust under there. So Rankin is not not the best. Um, no. Not the most compassionate person. No. And that's uh, that's pretty much that for that theme because they all kind of mix and match within one another. It's true. L- let's talk about Nia and how she's overcoming her fear, her grief, her pain, and her anger. Because Nia has to live with the consequences of letting Nick's leak out. Her mom's like, she's terrible. Mm. And you just did a terrible thing. You done messed up. Terrible. Um, yeah, she done messed up and she's going to have to live with that. And I like that message because guess what? Like the, there's that whole rabbi feather story. You know, you can't undo the consequences of your actions, but you can work to do better after those things mm-hmm. have happened. Like, you know, you can't, you can't put the feathers back, back in the pillowcase, but you, you can you can work to do better and that's what you have to focus on. Yeah. I thought that was such a great piece of advice and like, like, okay, you're going to make mistakes sometimes that are not reversible, but then it's your responsibility to work to improve the situation after you've made Mm -hmm. that mistake. Like, okay, now, now what are you doing moving forward? Right. Exactly. And most of Nia's, most of Nia's pain focuses on the loss of her mom that, you know, but she's able to say goodbye to her for real this time. Mm. Um, and so, and so that's good. Um, but most of it comes from the loss of her sister Maeve. Um, you know, she feels that it's her fault and, you know, blah, 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 the use of her power. She's been running so on and so on and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really where, uh, her mom says, like, you know, like, Hey, like every action that you've done basically stems from this moment, Yeah, but you can't go backward thinking about it doesn't help but it's just work to do better like because that's all that you really can do moving forward uh and i just thought it was a nice 
a bit of resolve to Nia's story. And I like that. So, like, Nia's whole thing, this whole, he's like, oh, if my mom was alive, then she could train me to do these things. But that's not actually what she needed her mom for. She needed her mom to, like, be a mom. Yeah. And not, and not her power trainer. Um, so I, I'm curious to see where we're going with Nia now. Like, how much is she able to put behind her? How much is all in her head? And in, in that will stem to her using her powers to the fullest. Definitely, definitely see this as setting up some, you know, Nia's, Nia's story for the rest of this season. And, uh, you know, the tie between what she, the mistake she made with, with letting Nixley loose and the, the tie between that and, and her guilt around her sister it's a it's very clear that she's like the same lesson applies to both like you can't go mm-hmm. back and fix the past but you can uh, make better choices in the future so uh she needed to hear that and she needed to hear it from her mom and now we'll see where that goes mhm exactly so um and kelly's too wrapped up in her head um about was one move that alex tried like is teaching her to take down people she ends up having her own version that is just as effective, but because it's not the one that Alex taught her, she's like, oh, can I do this? Can I do this? Can I do this? But she realizes through the course of the episode with the corkboard that we've talked about that, to quote her, being a kick-ass superhero is about adapting, not mastering a single move. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's a good life advice for anything that we end up doing in this life for, for the most part, right? Like you could focus on doing one thing really well, but if it's not, if the situation doesn't call for that one thing, that's not right. super helpful. Right. So it, it is. It is good. It is a great skill to adapt yes. and work in that adaptation, which is why you should all major in the liberal arts. Oh, there no, you go. There, I said it. I said it. <laughs> STEM is also Very good because it's a mixture of all the things. There you go. Um, yeah. Anyway, and also, so Nickley has her Nick Nickley. Nixley has her own stuff to work out, and now that she has her powers back because Kara is heat vision and stuff, she's got her own aggression to work out. She sure does. Um, yep, and because she, she feels betrayed by Kara because what Kara did to her, even though she betrayed Kara and blah, blah, blah. It's this whole vicious cycle where crazy. You know, like, Nixley is so bent up in her own grief and her own anger and her own thing. She doesn't think clearly at all. She kind of reminds me of the narrator from the Telltale Heart. Oh, where, you know, like, because that guy's like, I'm really nice to this dude, but his eye freaks me out. Mm. So then, so I have this master plan to kill him. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Like, isn't it great that I had a really good plan? Don't focus on the fact that I killed him. That's not the important part. The important no, part is no. how good the plan great was. Plan. Yeah. Great, I mean, yeah. When she talks about her, what she wanted to do to her father, and then she's like, oh, that's a violent thought, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. like she has that same anger towards Kara and the same feeling of betrayal towards Kara, um, who she has known for a much shorter period of time and who arguably did not betray her in nearly as uh, serious a way as her father did, but yet she wants the same kind of revenge on her. Um, so she's exactly, got some, she's got some anger issues. That she needs she's to got some issues in which she does take out on Ormfell, right? You know, so this whole episode is building towards winning this case for people who are in need only for Nixley to just kill them i assume while they're sleeping in that building uh right i wasn't sure and if anyone was living there yet so i wasn't sure either yeah uh, but either way even if it just takes down the whole building right like that's cold that's that is terrible um i also speaking of that's cold i want to i appreciate uh, that there were no like uh uh mr freeze style ice puns you know no ice to meet you um in this episode with all the the freeze bomb stuff so that was 
That was that was good. Um, yeah, yeah. True. That was my Bane quote of the week. Nice. Um, yeah. Uh, social justice uh, and change. Most of this deals around the Orlando Joey situation. Yes. So the, and so they're talking about how the system is really designed to run people like Orlando in circles. So like, yes. yeah, they go to prison and yeah, he gets out, but there's nothing there to support him mm-hmm. once he once he yeah, um, once he leaves. Therefore, kind of perpetuating the cycle. Um, because there are because there ends up being no other choice, uh, and so Kara's mission is all about kind of working towards affordable housing in this episode. You know, like because that's that's a basic human need, sure. Uh, and that is not like that is like what people tend to forget because you've got to buy a home and you've mm. got to rent this and do that. But like, I hate to break it to you, it's like right up there with food. You kind of need a place to live. Yeah. That's one of the main. Yeah. That's one of the main things. Well, the way she breaks down the whole, like the whole series of problems, if you were formerly incarcerated, where it's like, okay, but if you don't have a permanent address, you can't get a job, or you can't get a loan, or you can't get, you know, like th- there's all these issues that stem from I was in prison, and if it's something like Orlando's situation where he was not a violent criminal. Um, it was, you know, a, like you said last week, a Jean Valjean situation. He stole food to, to feed his brother. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yes, he committed a crime, but, but uh, look at the circumstances surrounding it. And, and, uh, um, you know, that's why we have judges uh, who apply, uh, the, the, the penalties of the law based on the situation, um, and, and to provide leniency where it's, where it's needed. And so her point, um, her point being that like the system is is sort of not if you don't have that that foundation of okay how are we going to rehabilitate people once they get out of of they've served their time they get out how do they get a leg up and get back into society like where's the foothold where they can get back get back in mm-hmm. um i like that you know despite maybe andrea's way of going about it that the, she's not wrong about the social media takeover mm-hmm. um you know because like car is like the psa is like so old school like what are you 1960 yeah. like, what is happening with the flag waving and all this stuff and so um and and so i like the use of social media to spread awareness and i kind of like that Kara's resistance to it is that of like the reporter like yes like but she's like that's not that's not news right really right it's I, not official it's not it's not like old school traditional news andrea's point is is a good one that like hey you can make you can spread more awareness especially with certain audiences you know a younger skewing audience on social media than you would um in a newspaper It, it is a good idea but it's also like um uh it she is at at the same time andrea this season has been like we need to be the top source of news. Uh, it, it, I want us to be number one. But then she's like, but also this is flashier, so we're going to do this. Um, it, it's it's sort of not, not. I feel like those two things don't really match up. I mean, I guess it gets eyeballs, it gets clicks, but I, I, I don't I don't know. But it's not, it's, well, I, I guess, but if, if it creates clicks and eyeballs, then. But on their social media, not on their. News. But maybe that, but maybe that, like, but maybe that will 
to help transfer over. Like people will be inclined to continue to check out this page, which leads to subscribers. Maybe you, this is your field. So that's why I'm skeptical. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Just watching a a live stream. I don't think it's really going to make people read your newspaper more, but, but I guess I'm looking at it too closely. (laughs) I guess I'm looking at it too closely. Like when, when I watch the office and I'm like, that's not how offices work. This social satire is not yeah. how yeah, like yeah, things exactly. work. Yeah. yeah, so this mockumentary is mocking me. Yeah. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> like, exactly. So, um, so this whole thing is that you know, like Andrea's point, every, Kelly's point, everybody's point is that personal experience is what resonates with people. Yes. Um, and so Kara is saying like, my voice is not the one that's important right now, and I want to be like, yes, thank you. It is not. Yes. Like, like I, I hate, like I love Supergirl, but I hate to break it to you, you standing there and like like pontificating in your costume is not always super helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, but I'm glad that she, but there's like a way to use your power to help others step up. Yes. And that's what makes Supergirl Supergirl. And she kind of lost that a little bit here just because she's so driven. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, so I'm glad yeah. that she got there. Yes. Using her platform, using her platform to elevate other voices. And she, she got there and that was like a really important, really important, lesson to, to share it, it was because orlando's whole speech we talked about it a little bit and that was a good bit but like the whole speech was great the you know i'll be here to ask you one thing you know see us it's one of those things that like it, it turns people's hearts in the moment and people will forget and that's the mm-hmm, sad part mm-hmm. um you know but uh but i i like that it was here and now um and so uh and just a, kind of as a weird parallel it didn't really dive into that but mitch is going back to a life of crime in the menagerie just because he's also kind of a direct result of the system yeah. in which like they're not like he's not supported even as a criminal or as an alien to reintegrate so he's like well I'm going to go back to what I know mm-hmm. because this is the only thing that I have going for me I know I can make money this way I know I can like make a living this way so I'll go back to it yeah even though, yeah. yeah right yeah and so, and to even just to go into the unbiased journalism section with Andrea in the social media stint, I think you wrote this. I didn't write this. A social media takeover isn't even journalism. It's just a publicity stunt. It's not because that wasn't journalistic in nature. That was that was more of a like I, I've done, as you pointed out, I do social media as my day job. And like I've done takeovers like that with a partner or something. But it's for promotional. It's for marketing. It's for publicity. It's it's to get attention of hey, we're doing we're collabing on on this or that thing. Um, mm-hmm. But it's not. I wouldn't call it journalism. Um, it's it, it raises awareness of of something, um, but it's not it's not really journalism. So that's why I was a little sort of like Andrea's point about like well we need to be like a I want us to be a serious like I want us to be more taken more seriously than, da- than the Daily Planet Daily Planet's number one on the list right now I want us to eclipse them um I just don't know that 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 was the tactic that's going to do it but that might be because I'm too close to it so correct <laughs> so fair enough yeah well that wraps up Storytime Village Frank why don't you tell everybody where they can find us before we start talking about the trailer yeah if this episode was worth uh was 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 worth uh our your, your let me try that again yeah if you enjoyed this episode and you want to help support us in, in making more episodes like it um head on over to patreon.com slash thought bubble audio um a b- buck a month will will show us that you you support us that you want us to keep doing this it will make it possible for us to keep you know paying the the server costs and things that 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 uh that we incur from from doing these shows 
um, and it will support the whole network. So, so check that out. If you want to support us by uh, subscribing uh, or, or following us in your podcast app of choice, look for Supergirl TV Talk in uh, in any app, whether it's Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, whatever, uh, and hit subscribe. Uh, and you'll get every episode delivered straight to your to your uh, to your device. Same thing goes for all the other shows on the Thoughtable Audio Network. You can leave us ratings and reviews on all the podcast apps, especially Apple Podcasts makes the biggest difference. And uh, you can email us and and yeah, send us your voicemails too at mail at supergirltvtalk.com. Tweet at us at TV Supergirl and uh, uh, and you can uh, you can join along with us as we get down to the, the final 10 episodes of the series. Hard to sad to say, but we are we're looking at the ending here. It's crazy that we're looking at the ending. I know we say that a lot, but it really is. But not right now, Frank. Let's talk about the trailer to which there actually was one. Not, yeah, that surprised me. Miss me? No more. You're safe now. None of us is safe. It's only when we take risks that we can find out who we are meant to be. The times ahead will be the most trying yet, but you can face them. It's a cryonuclear bomb. We need to get everyone out of here. I have to destroy the bomb. This whole place could explode. It'll explode if I do nothing. They heard the outcry, but the catch is that it was just clips of episodes we've already seen. Yep. So we're back to just talking about the summary in which Thomas Lennon returns as Mr. Mixie. Supergirl and team must stop Nixley from vanquishing a familiar face from Supergirl's past. Mr. Mixelpitlick. Yeah, did it. Um, Mixie returns and explains Nixley's dark history to the super team in the best way he knows how in dance form. And by dance form, I mean song form. I saw the word dark above the word song and I changed it in my head <laughs> in, in song form. Maybe a little dancing too. Wouldn't shock me. Meanwhile, Lena visits her mother's birthplace in New Newfoundland, um, Newfoundland, um, eager to dig into her past, but is shocked by the small town's icy reception towards her. Get it? Because it's Newfoundland. Get it? Womp, um, The episode was directed by Glenn Winter with story by Rob Wright and teleplied by Ellie Lipson and Chandler Schmidt. Schmidt. Commodore Schmidt Lab. Ah, oh, yes. Yeah. So uh, I love that there's going to be a musical component to this. Um, I I love that Lena's been been out of the picture for a couple episodes now, so I'm glad that we're going to get some Lena time again. Um, there is we don't see I don't see Nia mentioned here, so I wonder if she takes a back seat next week. Um, mm-hmm. now that she took sort of a front seat this time, but I I've been excited for Mixie to return. Um, and I I really really enjoyed Tom Lennon's portrayal of him last time. Yeah, so totally. Very very into this. Mm-hmm. I am as well. And so until next time, up, up, and away.